This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, it's Q&A, and I have a couple of women's health questions that have come through. So that's awesome that I can do them both in the same episode and keep a bit of a theme going. So the first question comes from Sarah. She is from the UK and she's having some trouble with sleep and the hot flushes of menopause. And let me tell you, this is so common. And this, there are quite a few things that we can do from a natural health point of view. And one uh, thing that has had quite a bit of research done on it is the effect of exercise on menopause symptoms, surprisingly enough. And it's been found that people who do regular exercise, so for example, go to a gym regularly, actually have less menopausal symptoms than those women that have quite a sedentary lifestyle. So if gym membership isn't really your thing, even things like doing a brisk walk every day, so a walk where you're getting, you can only just hold a conversation. So you're getting a little bit out of breath, but not like going for a run is not necessary. Although maybe if you are already a runner, that might be something that um, maybe you can increase. But just doing some regular exercise every day can help to um, improve sleep and hot flushes of menopause. Also the big thing that I always recommend to my clients is to increase in the diet phytoestrogens. So you may have heard of phytoestrogens. Phyto means plant. Estrogens obviously means estrogens. And phytoestrogens are plant-based food sources, generally, of estrogen. 
and it can be like a natural hormone replacement therapy. Now, obviously, it's not going to be as concentrated as the medication, but it is a more gentle and natural way to get uh, estrogen into the body. And there's none of the side effects that can be a bit of a concern with conventional HRT or hormone replacement therapy. So the kind of foods that are considered to be phytoestrogens are actually quite extraordinary. There's quite a lot you can choose from. Um, Now, things, basic things like grains, such as oats. So having oats for breakfast, and that can be like a hot porridge if you're in a cold climate or an overnight soaked oats if you're in a warm climate. They're really great to have every day. Um, things like rice, barley, quinoa, rice bran, rye, wheat germ. These are all grains that are considered to be in the phytoestrogen category. So they will give you small amounts of estrogens if you incorporate these in the diet every day. There's also seeds and nuts. So flax seeds is a really good source of phytoestrogens. The thing is with flax seeds is that they're actually very delicate. So there's two things you need to know when you're using flax seeds. The first one is that they need to be ground so that the body can absorb them uh, more easily. So grinding flax seeds, you can do that if you have like a little uh, spice grinder or something like that, a little Nutribullet. And the other thing is you can buy them already ground, but you need to make sure that they have been freshly ground and that they're kept in the fridge. If you're buying your ground flax seeds or LSA, which is flax seeds, also known as linseeds, sunflower seeds, and almonds. That's a th- like a little mix you can buy, which is also really awesome. It's a great way to have your flax seeds. Um, if you're buying that off the supermarket shelf and it's not in the fridge, then chances are it's already rancid and you're not going to get the health benefits. So always either buy the whole seeds and grind them yourself a couple of times a week, keep them in the fridge, or go to your health food shop where you know they're ground, grinding them regularly and buy the ground seeds from the fridge and keep them cold so that they last and buy small amounts so that you're constantly getting new batches that are nice and fresh and not rancid and useless. The other seeds that are really great for uh, having phytoestrogen content are sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, and for nuts is pistachios and almonds. So that's why LSA is a really great uh, mix to use in uh, menopause symptoms because then you get your flax seeds and your sunflower seeds and your almonds all in the same mixture. Uh, And you can use them, you can mix them into your oats, you can put them in a smoothie, you can sprinkle them on like a a nice bowl, like an acai bowl or something like that. You can uh, not really cook with them. The flax seeds don't like to be heated. So um, yeah, something that's a fairly cool mix, you can mix them in, even just uh, a bit of yogurt, something like that would be great. Other uh, sources of phytoestrogens are legumes. So things like chickpeas and lentils, red kidney beans, uh, alfalfa comes into that category mung beans and split peas. All of these things are really great for you. And most of them are also prebiotics. And if you listened into some of my podcasts over the last couple of weeks, when I'm talking about uh, gut health, prebiotic foods are those that help feed your good gut bacteria. So you kind of 
getting a double whammy there. You can um, treat your menopause symptoms and also help feed your good gut bacteria at the same time when you're incorporating legumes. Now, the other type of phytoestrogen that is can be very helpful are soy products. Now, they can be a little bit controversial. Um, soy products, you need to be mindful of uh, making sure you're getting organic soy. It's not genetically modified soy. The majority of soy that is available is genetically modified. So if you can get a hold of organic soy, that is a better option. And things like uh, tempeh, whole soybeans, tofu, miso, um, soy milk that's made of whole soybeans, not the isolate, soy drinks. If you are somebody that has thyroid issues, then soy is not a great option for you. Uh, but if you're using organic soy and you're using it in just you know reasonable amounts, not huge amounts, there's no real issue with soy, in my opinion, again, I, well, I had this uh, mentioned this about gluten. I think last week, um, I'm yet to see evidence that soy is damaging for every single person on the planet. There's absolutely people that shouldn't have it, but um, many people go quite well on soy. So, uh, if you have any comment about that, I'm happy to listen to any evidence you've got to the contrary. Please feel free to message me through social media. But yeah. The way where I stand on soy is if you're looking at an organic one and you're having reasonable quantities, not crazy quantities, and you don't have any thyroid issues, you shouldn't have a problem. So the other thing that is really important with treating menopause symptoms is actually relaxation training. And by that, it is all about just down-regulating your stress response and getting back into your relaxation response. And again, it's something that I explained in depth, I think in episode two, if you want to go back to that, I talk about stress and gut health, but I have give a really good explanation of the stress response and the relaxation response. And what I'm focusing on today with this uh, menopause uh, suggestions is relaxation. So really trying to down-regulate that stress response. And one of the easiest ways you can do this is with deep breathing. So belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing, yogic breathing, it's also known as there's so much evidence to support the um, effect of deep breathing on the stress response. And it's because when you um, breathe deeply and controlled, um, the, it sends a message to your hypothalamus, which is the controller of your stress response, that the threat is over. There is no threat. And therefore the hypothalamus goes, okay, let's downregulate all of our stress response, get into relaxation response. And that will also really, really help with sleep and hot flushes as well. So I hope, Sarah, that has been helpful. There are obviously herbal medicines that are amazing for dealing with uh, the symptoms of menopause. So if you're looking for, um, if you've tried these things and you're looking for a more herbal medicine approach, then uh, you could find a local naturopath where you are in the UK. I'm also open for uh, online consults. So I'd be more than happy to help you out with that. 
The second question I had for today is around uterine fibroids. So uterine fibroids are benign little tumors that can grow in the uterine wall. And they're actually really, really common. And most women that have them probably don't even know that they have them. And it's only when they get um, issues with their menstrual cycle, maybe really heavy bleeding or very painful periods, that can be a sign that you have uterine fibroids potentially. Um, the question that I had was from Lisa and she said she got diagnosed because she was she started running and she was getting a lot of pain when she was running. And when she got investigated, she found that um, she actually had uterine fibroids. And she was asking me the question about, are there any dietary uh, methods of treating uterine fibroids and there absolutely are and uh, what this is based on and again not actually not a lot is known about why women get uterine fibroids we know that it's got something to do with the balance of estrogen and progesterone but it's not clear exactly what goes wrong, I guess, in for these uh, little fibroids to form in the uterus. And there's, a, there's actually, I think, four different types of fibroids. And this, uh, the dietary kind of recommendations that I have will probably work with all of them. And like, you know, there's nothing is a quick fix and you can try this again. There's fantastic herbal medicine approaches that can help to treat fibroids and I've heard many many stories of women having their fibroids significantly shrunk or even disappear using uh, an approach that includes dietary measures and herbal medicine measures so and again I'm more than happy to talk to people that want to know more information about the herbal medicine it's not something I'm super comfortable talking about in this kind of forum where I don't know who's listening and what the level of access is that you have to herbal medicines. And it's always best to get a thorough assessment by your healthcare uh, practitioner and also to get a really tailored herbal medicine mix that can address whatever it is, whatever factors are going on in your life and your health that are affecting your um, disease process, which in this case is fibroids. So one of the the big dietary... um, Uh, recommendations is to have an anti-inflammatory diet to reduce any um, inflammation that may aggravate the growth or the development of the fibroid. So these things include doing an anti-inflammatory diet is basically a whole food diet, which is basically avoiding processed foods, refined sugars, white, what we call white foods. So white foods are white pasta, white flour, white sugar, potatoes, um, anything that's been through a really refined process. White rice also comes into that. And to include good whole foods like fresh fruit and vegetables, cold pressed oils, oily fish, nuts and seeds that again that are fresh that haven't been sitting around in storage so your um, markets and your health food shops are the best places to buy those sorts of things an anti-inflammatory diet also kind of excludes red meat or minimizes it 
Um, also minimizes dairy, uh, caffeine, deep fried foods, obviously, saturated fats. Uh, so it's kind of, I guess, being sensible, but being fairly strictly sensible, if that's a dietary advice, about what you're eating. Just sticking to whole foods. And whole foods is essentially anything that doesn't come in a packet. And these days, there's so many fantastic recipes, even to get nice sweet treats that aren't loaded with refined sugar and white flour um, that are around. And I have a few on my website. It's not something that I really focus on in terms of recipes, except for clients that come and see me. But there's so much around on the internet. If you even just Google anti-inflammatory diet, you'll find loads and loads of um, options there. Uh, The other thing that is really important with uh, fibroids is to uh, keep a healthy body weight. And uh, because what happens when we have lots of fat tissue, we actually uh, get uh, estrogen stored. And that is a compounding factor to the progression of fibroids and can uh, aggravate symptoms. And so... If, if you find that you're carrying additional weight, then it might be good to go on a bit of a weight loss program to help improve your body's response to fibroids. Um, and again, these phytoestrogens can be really helpful in terms of um, helping you balance your hormones. So those foods I recommended before that are high in phytoestrogens um, are really excellent to help you Uh, keep your hormones in balance. And the other thing is to promote the liver detoxification of hormones. So liver support. And they're in the type of foods that we call cruciferous foods. They're sulfur-containing foods. And they're things like uh, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, onions and garlic, kale, your leafy greens all really help provide the um, plant chemicals that help our liver to detoxify old estrogen and get rid of it out of the body. So I hope that that has been useful, Lisa, for you. Um, Again, if you wanted to know more information about herbal medicines, that's something that we could have a private consultation about just to make sure that you're getting the medicines that are suitable for your body and your health issues. So if you've got any more questions, keep them coming. I'll be doing another seg- another episode devoted to questions next month. I've already got actually a few extra questions, but I figured I loved the thought of just keeping it under one theme, which is women's health. And I've gone a little bit over what I like to do in time because uh, I like to keep these episodes short and I would love your feedback on that. If you want me to make these episodes longer, I am more than happy to do that. So... If you do have questions, send them through on my Instagram. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast yet, I would love it if you did. And if you could please leave me a review, it would really help the podcast to get found more easily by others. I'm getting such great feedback from my clients that are listening to these episodes. So I really appreciate that support so that um, other women can benefit from the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.